Hey guys, this is Michael. First off, I would like to say I really enjoy your show and what you guys are doing. Uh, second, with Brady and Belichick, I believe Belichick is the one who created a system so great that anybody can thrive. I believe if you, between 2001 and 2005, if you would have put Aaron Brooks back there, he would have even had a couple of Super Bowl appearances. You know, put Michael Vick back there, he's breaking almost every record that Tom Brady broke two years earlier. So that's all I'm saying. Drew Brees in that situation, even now, he's going to win two rings before he retires. I'm just saying there's so many different aspects to Tom Brady that isn't Tom Brady. It's really Bill Belichick. Putting an O-line to protect him, putting people that, putting role players in the system to just be role players so that Tom Brady can do what he needs to do. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great work of Bill Belichick, in my opinion. Hey guys, this is Alex from the In My Bag podcast. I just wanted to take a second to let you guys know that I've been listening to you guys for a little while and I'm loving what you guys are doing. So keep up the great work. Um, I hope to be as successful as you guys are right now. And if you guys are ever available for a collab or individual interviews or anything like that, please let us know. We would love to have you on or vice versa. Yeah, so like I said, you guys are great. Keep it up and we'll see you down the road. Thanks. Hey, I'm doing sports podcast also, so can you help me grow my podcast maybe? Because I'd really like that, and I think you guys are really good at what you do. And I'm pretty sure your audience enjoys it, and maybe send them over my way. Hello there, Cal and KO. This is Unk speaking, telling you to subscribe to the Fourth Quarter Podcast with Ed and Unk, bringing you authentic, and enthusiastic sports news and info, along with local sports and news info from around the area, telling you to subscribe to the Fourth Quarter Podcast. What up, faithful Cal and KO podcast listeners? This is Cal. I got a lot of explaining to do. We are brought to you by Anchor. They pay the bills. We're on a total of 10 podcast platforms. If you are listening to us on any of those platforms, man, we truly, truly appreciate it. Um, Thank you for the four callers that just called in. Michael Mason, he agrees. Well, in his opinion, he feels that it is also the Belichick uh, train that is the operation behind uh, the success of the Patriots. This is going back to the last episode, if you actually listen to it. Um, and then also let's shout out Alex and the In My Bag podcast showing some love. Caller number three, you did not identify yourself, but you said you wanted to be in this podcast, journalist, radio type business. It's important to say your name. Seth Luther. Thank you for calling in to the Cal and KO show. We appreciate you and we got to go ahead and show you some love. And of course, Ed and Uncle Shaq, thank you for the call in. Go check them out as well. So uh, see what had happened was If you had listened to the last episode I'm going to just get this out the way I had mentioned that I had You know me I am Cal KO's not here today As of right now um, That you know I wasn't going to be taking so long To record and post shows And um Yeah Alright we're now into May And our last show was in February Um yeah, I, I got I got nothing for you guys except a whole bunch of I fucked that one up. I apologize. So see what had happened was I did record a show a week or so after the last show and KO was on it and that's what I'm gonna play right now. 
but you know, like I said, it's May, so it's like kind of old, but it's still technically new because I never posted it. So I guess it's a Cal and KO flashback episode that's new. And it's going to cover some of the stuff that we talked about in the last episode Where we were talking about the Super Bowl and, and who's more of the GOAT, Belichick or Brady uh, KO's in on this episode, we've got kids running around um, in the background You know, standard Cal and KO shit So enjoy this throwback episode that's kind of new I apologize uh, It's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor Hey, are you working? You are working. That is good. Talking to the sound check. It's Cali KO. We're brought to you by Anchor. KO is in the building along with the fam. Yeah. Uh, it's going down today. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the Super Bowl now that it's over. You know, maybe talk about, we got to talk about the commercials. We'll figure out whatever else we're going to do. Be allowed to talk about before the kids go in an uproar. And we're gonna talk about your mama. And we're gonna talk about your mama. You couldn't hear KO, he was off mic. Let's get into it, man. Um, Super, Super Bowl 53 came and went. I think the game was just whatever. The game, <laughs> whatever. The game was just the game. The game was whatever. Like, um, I mean, good defense for Belichick. I gotta get, I mean, I don't know if you heard it, but I did a podcast. Before the Super Bowl, and I was talking about who's more responsible for their goatness, Belichick or Brady. And and I believe that Bill Belichick is the greatest genius in all of sports when it comes to any coaching profession. He's the greatest coach that we've ever seen. The way he preps, the way he can game plan and make lemonade out of lemons. Bill Belichick's the greatest. Tom Brady's the greatest. Because of the resume But I give more credit to Belichick Than I give to Brady And what I saw from Belichick Was he took this explosive Rams offense And held them to three points And the whole time they've been saying That the Patriots had no defense And they didn't have a roster And all of this shit And they still went out there And held the Rams to three points Credit to Belichick But the game was still kind of like It's just a game Yeah I told somebody that before uh, They didn't believe me I said once the, the Patriots always assume they're going to the Super Bowl. They always assume they're going to the playoffs, so they play. They they prepare like that. Bill Belichick's scouting department starts scouting teams that made it to the playoffs the year before. And then they start scouting them early on in their season, and then they progress. They, they chart how they progress and evolve into something different towards the end of the season. So by week eight, the Patriots have already scouted the top teams that are looking like they're going to the playoffs. So they have game plans starting then. Then they watch how you adjust to your own game plans, the defenses that play you the rest of the season. They watch what adjustments that those teams made against you. It's crazy. Yeah, it's genius. It, it's it's a lot of work that goes into it, but I'm looking at the payoff of it. Yeah, they're winning every year. They're at least in they're in the dance damn near every year, man. That is basically, but that's basically the code. That's how it is. And then you got Tom Brady who can disseminate all the information and then be on the field. Allowing the, the mind of Belichick to flow to the field. I think Brady's a good conduit. Yes. So they, they, they play off each other very, very well, like peanut butter and jelly. But I think that, I think Belichick is the real reason why they, they're the best. Yeah. See, I left the pod, the last podcast up there for a while before we got after recording again because I thought that I'd get some, what, some, some shit from people like, what the fuck you talk about? You disrespect Tom Brady, this, that, whatever. I'm not knocking him. He's, smart enough to execute the plan 
that is put in front of him. He gets rid of the ball quick. He works hard. You know what I mean? He, but at the end of the day, he was a six-round draft pick. Maybe if he doesn't get with the greatest genius of all the sports, we see more of why he was a six-round draft pick. But he's able to do his job, which is what the Patriot way seems to be. Do your job, right? Yep. Um, again, not knocking Brady. I'm just saying I think he's more of a product of the amazing coach that he's with. I would like to see a divorce at some point, but we're not going to get it. So we can see who is more responsible, right? I think Belichick is more responsible mainly because look at the coaches that came after him, that that worked under him and then that went somewhere else and created something good for themselves. I mean, Josh McDaniel was the bust, but for the most part, people yeah. that, that went on to go away from him have done very good, very successful, all become head coaches. So if you become a head coach in the NFL, that says something about whoever your teacher was. Preach. Okay. Um... So we cover that. We cover the Super Bowl. Did what did you think of the halftime show? I thought it was terrible. I don't think Adam Levine is entertaining. You know, I like Maroon Five, but I didn't think that that was anything to sniff sniff at. You know, like that wasn't anything to write home about. The best part was watching Big Boy come out in the Cadillac and do the way you move. Even but, that was kind of lame. Even that. All was the songs lame. you got, and you picked that one. Um, because that was easy for Adam Levine to just sing or stand in the background and be fucking Tito. Man, we should have put Southern Playlistic. Yeah, man. Yeah, that would have been a jam. That would get that place rocking. This is in Atlanta, too. You at home? You could do something like that. Maybe T.I. You know, bring them out. Give me yeah. a little something. It should have been all Atlanta artists. I agree. Not Adam that. Levine with a terrible California tattoo on his stomach. But, you know. That should look like his little kid stenciled on his body. <laughs> you playing Hannah with your daughters. <laughs> and you forget to take tattoos off. Atlanta right now is like the Motown of hip hop, though. Yeah, so they're gonna oh. have a, they're gonna have a hard time getting a lot of brothers. I got and, a question for you rappers that. to get involved with the Super Bowl now, especially once Jay Z turns it down. Very true. You know there ain't too many brothers that's gonna get down with doing that show. That's the exact reason why your money spot so, on. So they had to they had to fish to get Maroon Five to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so halftime show was whatever. The game was whatever. The thing I was the most disappointed in is these Super Bowl commercials, fam. Like I, I, I thought of maybe four commercials that were some semi good. You know, the NFL 100 one was decent. Um, damn, see, I forgot the other ones already. Uh, the T-Mobile the ones. T-Mobile one. They was, had a yeah. couple good ones with the text messages. Oh, the Bud Light Game of Thrones. And then that's where I draw a blank, man. Like the Doritos, I didn't think they brought it. No, I didn't think didn't the Pepsi it. commercial brought it. Yeah, uh, Pepsi was whack. So when the game is want want, and then you're looking for commercials and you don't get commercials, want want, and then you get to halftime and go fuck it, halftime is going to knock, and then it's want want. Well, it's like, because because you're not hitting new markets and people are getting flooded with the same stuff. So there was companies that were marketing and they're. Um, you look at the demographics of who the Patriots uh, fans are, who's going to be watching, where the concentrations of the most fans are going to be, and then you can base your demographic sales on that. So the uh, markets that are slow, you can push this product at this Super Bowl because the teams are going to be from such and such area, whatever. So it plays into your demographics of who's playing in the game will dictate which companies are going to go big on their advertisements. So, you know, things like Gillette is going to do very well if you're, you know, the Patriots are playing in the playoffs. You know, it just makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Doritos, Bud Light, those are the ones that should do well because those are like the football commercials and the people that are hard, diehard football fans are going to watch the Patriots, even though they're not your team. You're just still diehard. So that's why those cater to them people. But if you got a team like um, 
Dallas Cowboys playing the uh, Dallas Cowboys playing the um, uh, like another AFC team, like Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Then you're gonna get like your your other commercials, are like from the hit the blue collar workers, the middle of America type commercials, cowboy commercials. Uh, you'll get somebody Levi Jeans will probably do something because you know the denim for Cowboys, and it, it tailors to the people that are gonna watch the game the most. And then you got the people that they they always hit Bud Light always hits because football and beer go good together. And, you know you need some Doritos when you're drunk, so that's why it goes. But uh, yeah, I was interested to see if they had Los Angeles versus New England. I was interested to see the commercials for that. Yeah. Oh wait, I didn't, I don't remember this Planters commercial. Um. Okay, A Rod, Charlie Sheen, Planters commercial, driving around in a big peanut, Tom whatever. Hanks. Tom Hanks too. Yeah, it was Tom Hanks yelling uh, at the. Okay, nice. Um. Yeah, there's a bunch of celebrities they dropped into like, a commercial, but they didn't really like. It's kind of lazy. They were lazy. I don't think that they. I, a lot of them were scared to be funny. I felt like I was watching the watching it. There was a formula. It would be. Okay, cool. Have fun. Um, the first commercial would be a movie trailer, right? And then the middle commercial would be an attempt at something funny. And then the third commercial would be a CBS commercial. And then you're right back into the game. Movie trailer, maybe a funny commercial, CBS game. You know me, I'm trying, I look at it as a producer, so I'm looking at the way they're formatted. I'm like, dog, I know this format, man. Like, what are you guys doing, dog? Like, what, I mean. What do you think about that ASMR stuff? That that whole, like, soothing thing, the noise that you sound is supposed to calm you down or something like that. That's mm-hmm. what this commercial is based off of. That, that thing was, became something last year, like the beginning of the year. It's yeah. called ASMR, some type of sound. Sound therapy Sound therapy or thing, something. yeah. I think. It's, it's cool for now, and then it'll be done in a very short amount of time. I feel like it's always been around. They, it just has some new name. This stuff has, like, Nam Yo Hold Ain't Get Killed. Dog. Yeah. That was Tina Turner was doing that shit when Ike Turner was beating her ass. You know, woo saws. Like, I think there are certain sounds that people have always been able to go to. But, yeah, I, just, I don't know. It just I was watching I some of it. Yeah, my wife showed me a couple of the things. I'm like, all that whispering and, like, the smacking in the back of your throat. I don't want to hear that, man. Maybe like cracking a beer open, that might be soothing. The, the sound of a beer pouring. Yeah, I got open. That bar. sounds good. You know, the ocean, like the the wind brushing the fe- uh, leaves in a tree. Those are things that sound good. Yeah. Not somebody whispering. I mean, stop whispering, man. Say what you got to say. A fireplace. Rain. Yeah. Rainfall. Fireplace you know I mean? is good. Fireplace is awesome. Fire. Yeah. I, I like that kind of sound. Wind chimes and the wind, the leaves, re- leaves rustling. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. That's Somebody a raking leaves, raking leaves. You like that sound? I mean, just because you, you think about getting something done. It's a visual thing. Yeah, it's like so. Like if you need to get yourself started in the morning, just put on some like somebody mowing a lawn or raking some leaves. <laughs> get you motivated to get up. I think sound all can dictate your your mood whatsoever. But no, speaking of sound, what do you think about J Lo's Motown tribute and the backlash that people are getting for saying that was awesome? You know, man. I actually, I didn't think it was that bad because here's my first thought when I was watching that was J-Lo's gotten better at singing. That's yeah. the way I took it. Yeah. I didn't look at it like, damn, you don't sound like Aretha or you don't sound like. But that's what it's know, supposed to do, though. I, when I, you do a tribute, it's supposed to sound like 
what you're attribute, attributing to, right? Like if I'm if I'm praying to God, I better not sound like I'm talking to the devil. Not saying she was that bad. I'm just saying, like, you know, be a drastic I, I, example. <laughs> Give him a drastic example of I got, it. Like, I, got so what you're I, I think I should have rephrased the question. Do you think that of is it that it was a good performance or that it was a performance that was good for Motown tribute? A uh, Motown tribute. I don't. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, nah, man. I don't. I. I think I. Hear, I hear what you're saying. I. I think people are always going to find a reason to hate. I don't think. She didn't change up the flow of the song, the tempo, or the the arrangement of it. She just went out there and sang it in the key that was comfortable for her. But the the, the speed of the song, it's not like she took Aretha and like dubstepped it out or fucking salsaed it out. She just sang it to where she could sing it. I thought she performed the songs pretty dope. Like the stage the stage performance was solid. Um, but again, I don't expect. I don't expect anybody to go out there and sound like, you know, Motown classics. Just don't fuck the song up. What, what, what so about, I was what going, about, yo, she sounds better because she used yeah. to get a lot of shit for not being the best vocalist. So when I'm even seeing her be the person singing it, and I'm going, wow, she doesn't sound that bad. She's gotten better. So so the I saw a couple arguments online, that, so a couple points that people made. You know, that being uh, for a Motown tribute, why not any of the current Motown artists? To do the tribute, one, and then the other argument was at the Latin Music Festival. Would they pick Barbara Streisand to do a, a, a tribute? I, okay, for the first one about picking Motown artists, I can't name a Motown artist right now. I think Neo is a Motown artist, and he might have performed during that performance. That's. Can you name any Motown current Motown artists? I can't. So if you can't, I'm just saying artists. No, 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 no. I, Detroit I, I, area. I mean, Eminem and Big Sean are the biggest like, thing out of Detroit. I mean, well, you know, and then you got like, uh, what's his name? Um, the the gospel singer. I can't think of his name right now. Which one? He's from Detroit. I don't uh, know. I just, I mean, a couple of them are from Detroit. Like Hezekiah Walker's from one. Okay. Uh, you know, so this, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of. I didn't. I didn't for the, for the so tribute you know, of Motown I itself. It, I didn't hear. I didn't hear of any of the the, the backlash. So you're giving me the information. Oh yeah, I know. It was just a lot of uh, black celebrities were saying, "Oh, what a great job!" But you're missing the fact that for your thing that's very dear to you, which is Motown, something that's black derived, black owned. Why do you not allowing black um, black artists that are out there right now that are hungry and that are talented to do that? Why you not give them the platform, but give it to J Lo, who doesn't identify as African American? I, I I don't know, man. I think we can't always. I think there's you got to pick and choose your arguments. If we're looking for equality and expanding, you know, just color barriers, then as far as black people are concerned and wanting to be considered equal and quit having them just look at black and white and this, that, whatever, it doesn't make sense for us to then be like, yo, you need to always have black people singing black people songs. Um, they, they, I saw the argument too. You know, but like, then somebody, just, counter, somebody countered that argument with, um, well, there's a, there's a gross discrepancy in the representation of black across uh, mainstream America. So the little bit that we do have, why is that given away? Also, when they see, talk about equality, but there's nothing being given, but everything's being taken first. So it's like, okay, we got to go down to zero before we get something back on equality. You know what I mean? That's what the other argument was to that point. I, I, I see that, but I think that's also, if you're, if you're nitpicking, 
if you're nitpicking who's performing a tribute performance, yeah. you're taking away from the tribute. Just focus on the tribute. They're tributing and paying homage to these Motown that's artists that are black. Yeah. So just pay somebody attention. said that. Somebody said too. So they're like, she didn't mess it up. They're like, yeah, that's they didn't mess it up. She didn't fuck it up. So just like, be happy that they're even paying homage to Motown. You feel me? Like, yeah. don't get all. But again, so you know, like the Latin community did. They got like when J Lo played Selena, they were pissed off. You remember oh, yeah. that? Like, yeah, because she was she Puerto Rican. She ain't Mexican. You know what I mean? Like, so, so it does go both. I mean, it does go both ways. But at the same time, man, like she didn't fuck up Selena either. You know what I mean? That movie was banging. It's like, just, I mean, I don't know. I get it. It's not like they're going to go make a Motown reunion tour and have J-Lo, Mark Anthony, a Smokey Robinson or some <laughs> shit like that where you got to then be like, hold the fuck yeah, up, got, man. Yeah. Hold up. It's like it ain't Tom Cruise playing The Last Samurai. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay, it's okay dog. It's okay. Yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny if they had like a, a Smokey Robinson uh, um, tribute, and they picked uh, Mark Anthony. Yeah. And you got John Legend sitting right there. Look like he could be his illegitimate son. Stop playing games, man. That's when I'll know there's something yeah. up. When that happens, I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, hold on, now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And, it, and, and if anybody is out there, like, I'm, and you feel a certain type of way, please hit us up. But I'm just saying, I'm guessing Neo is on Motown. Last I heard, Motown what really. Donnie McClurkin like that. that was the name Donnie McClurkin From okay. Detroit You know yeah, but They did a good job With the Aretha Pulling all the mother ladies Up there doing Aretha Later on during the Grammys I thought that was fresh Oh And that was another argument too Was the fact that Hip hop is As a whole Is not represented properly In our um, At the Grammys So that's why a lot of guys Didn't perform And they were saying that too Is like Not only are you gonna You're gonna disenfranchise A whole section of music That's probably the biggest Out there it's most mainstream, but yet it's not, not treated like mainstream in the Grammys uh, mind. And and a lot of people didn't perform because of that. I said also that's another reason why, like the, even with J Lo performing the, the Motown tribute, was like, dang, what else do y'all want? Don't make us start singing country because we'll get up and sing some bluegrass. <laughs> that's funny. Dang. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm much like you. I'm not with like a pro black militant like that. I'm all for equality and understanding everybody, and respecting everybody, and letting everybody be. Right. But. If you let people just be, the, this, it'll shake itself out normally without you controlling it. But somebody's controlling the strings there that's making it kind of the way it is. That part of it I agree with. But I take – I was watching the Grammys, and I was taking a different approach, like a different – I'm watching I'm watching Childish Gambino, This Is America, win Grammys. And you know that's a straight shot yeah. at the system. Yeah. And he's winning. So when I'm watching the Grammys and I'm seeing Gambino win, I'm going – these artists are making a statement. You know what I'm saying to the higher ups right now. You feel me for mm-hmm. that? For that's like, bro, I won't even play that song in the club because I'm I'm scared that white boys is gonna look at me like, what the fuck, bro? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, bro, on some real shit. <laughs> hey, bro, on some real shit. You know what I mean? But so it's winning Grammys, and I'm going okay. The the Academy is making a statement right here that music should be bringing people together, not taking them apart. That's what I was getting from it because I was watching. Hip hop artist up for mostly song of the year, album of the year. They didn't let the hip hop artist win. Album Thank God, because some of these hip hop artists don't need to be up there. But mm-hmm. normally, you know, mm-hmm. let's go back to let's go back to Kanye. Kanye would normally say that hip hop is killing the charts, but you got some 
album, let's say Beck, who sells 800,000 units and it wins for album of the year because it's artsy and but no one's ever fucking heard of it it's not on the charts <laughs> it's True. not selling but it's an artsy who album is that so, guy? so they're gonna let that win right yanni won who is yanni yeah, who, the hey, who the fuck is yanni i can't believe michael bolton still making albums get out of here michael so, bolton old ass. but i saw post malone i saw travis scott cardi b's up Right, Drake was up a lot again, and the fact that This Is America was winning for song, like was it was up there. I'm going, they're making a statement, they're letting them know, but they still didn't let the niggas win the biggest, biggest album that went to a country chick. You know what I mean? So they made enough of a point. Album of the year went to a country chick, uh, but it's not a bad album. Uh, Does she sell the most records? How does that work? Casey Musgrave, she's but she's paid her dues. No, I sound I heard yeah. that name before, but I'm asking. Uh, from like a really legitimate, I don't understand. I'm not biased hip hop towards hip hop. I'm just asking to win album of the year. You should have the one that sells the most, right? I would, I would think so. It's got to be a factor because that's taking another factor, or, or, or is that people choice awards type thing? Because Academy is going off of what they're taking a lot of stuff. In. They're taking record sales. They're taking um, Billboard status. They're taking other things into account. How does Billboard Side play into effect? You got to vote for it. Who votes for that? People? Radio spins, things of that nature. It's paid for radio spins, though, right? Used to. Still do. You know how that goes. Yeah, because you're, you're an insider. Yeah, this is right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, how does that I mean, work? That's, that's that's so I want to know. <laughs> I want to know how they can, a person that can sell like 100 million copies will lose somebody that only sold like 2 million copies yeah. in America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were times that the record labels, would they would bring us albums, like C- CDs, to yeah. the record to the radio station they're dropping off cases of these cds for an artist and i'm like oh wow and then they're going and they're like man don't worry about that that goes to that artist sales that goes they're giving cds away and that goes to album sales she's ready yeah. to go huh no she's a uh, uh, bottle drink, drink break yeah drink break cali ko brought to you by anchor be right back kid break Okay, see that I knew there was a reason why I didn't post this. When when we were done recording that break, we were supposed to come back. It was supposed to be a break, and we were going to continue talking about stuff, but we never did because the drink break turned into a drink hiatus. I haven't seen Ko since, <laughs> so uh, that's why that show never got posted earlier because it was unfinished. Um, my apologies. Um, but please feel free to call in and, and give your opinions on what you heard. I appreciate you guys. And, and then what I'm going to post now coming up after this one is a show that I did with my buddy Andre. He's got a podcast called Fadeaways and Fundamentals. It talks hoops. It talks hip hop. It talks sports. And uh, we just did an NBA NBA playoff recap. So I apologize for posting this episode that's hella old, hella late. My bad, but coming up is something more current. We're talking NBA playoffs with my boy Andre from the Fadeaways and Fundamentals podcast. That's going to be coming up shortly after this one is posted. Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. We appreciate you for sticking with us, man. It's real shit. Thank you guys. Feel free to hit us up, call in. If you're on Facebook, find the Facebook page, The Free Agents. That's where you can hit us up on there as well. And uh, other than that, man, deuces. It's been real. Thank you so much. I always dreamed about what it would be like to maybe win one of these someday, but I never actually thought that would happen. 
uh, I sing country music, so thank you so much for giving me a chance to win a VMA award. I... Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time.